Marriage cannot work if someone has a higher priority than the spouse. There must be a thorough yet healthy leaving of one's initial family and a complete and eager cleaving of one's unique spouse. It is essential. It's time to go the second mile and learning what the Bible means to leave and to cleave. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. It is a call to do more than just the bare minimum when it comes to following Jesus, and that uh, area is so much needed in all areas, but especially in the need of marriage. And so the last few weeks, we have been looking at those that are preparing to get married or those that are married, uh, of just looking through biblical principles of what does it mean? And so today, I want to talk to you about this topic called Leave and Cleave. So as I mentioned the last few weeks, uh, I just recently released a book called Just About Married. That is for premarital counseling supplement to come alongside a couple that's doing wanting to do more than just prepare for a ceremony, but actually prepare for a marriage together. And looking through Genesis chapter 1 through 3 to look at how God has lined up um, all these biblical principles. Well, then you see within Adam and Eve's first initial relationship. That they had with God, then with each other, uh, what brought it together, what broke it, and then what needs to be done. And so we have looked uh, at, there's eight major topics throughout the book that I'm just kind of taking a week to unpack uh, here on this podcast. Uh, and, and so the first one was about formed and filled, how God has created each of us for a certain purpose, and we have to at least know that before we sign up to marry someone. Uh, and then this uh, last week, we looked at what does it mean uh, when it says in Genesis 2.18 that um, it was not good that Adam was alone. The one thing that was created in God's image was not good, should perk our ears, is because he was helpless and alone, and uh, and he created marriage so that we have a suitable helper as we follow in our relationship with God, uh, keeping the roles that God has designed us for and keeping the rules that God has given us. But today, I want to talk to you something very specific that's very needed. Uh, if you're thinking about getting married or you are married, that you have to get down to that marriage cannot work if someone has a higher priority than the spouse. This is one of the biggest issues. And within the early pages of Genesis, uh, chapter 2, verse 24, it says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and shall cleave unto his wife. Uh, hold fast is the word, but cleave is the old kind of word they used to use. Uh, leave his uh, father and mother, cleave to his wife, and they shall become one. And so the leaving and the cleaving is an important aspect so that marriage can experience the emotional intimacy that God intended. And I want to unpack that truth with you here today. So if you think about it, uh, I can remember uh, that one of the things that my wife and I, uh, when we were engaged, we talked about together was I just wanted to know how long we were going to be at the reception, just kind of mentally prepare, right? Uh, and and so I remember, though, that everything was going according to schedule on our wedding day. Uh, and after sharing all the you know obligatory reception milestones, I remember gathering our bags from the church there in Greenwood, South Carolina, and we headed to the getaway car and running through a you know, tunnel of our loved ones, barraging us with what felt like a bazillion bubbles being blown 
blown into our faces. Uh, I removed enough of my groomsmen's disgusting handiwork from the passenger side door of my vehicle to escort my new wife into our new life together. And as I prepared to close the door, something appeared in her eyes that I wasn't expecting to see. She was beginning to form some rather sizable tears that threatened my jubilant plans for the honeymoon. I looked behind me to see what had caught her glance and served as a catalyst for an untimely and unwanted emotion. And as I turned, I noticed the mirrored reaction from her mother. And I became worried that my new wife's you know, sportive spirit had just turned into a very downcast demeanor very quickly. As I ran around the vehicle to initiate our trip, uh, I got to ask a question for the first time that we would both repeat throughout the years of marriage, what's the matter? And I'll never forget her genuine response that day. She said, I'm so glad I'm getting married to you. I can't wait to start our life together, but I think it just hit me that I'm not going home anymore. Now, I personally was unsure if that was the appropriate time to rejoice in such reality, so I conveniently kept it inside. But she was very much right. Everything we'd ever known at that point had dramatically and irreversibly changed. Her address just got relocated, and her family's identity just dramatically altered. Uh, she was signing up to be one with me, a new address, new family. And to see what, well, I didn't think of Genesis 2.24 in the moment, uh, I later understood the weight of it, where it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother, and hold fast, or cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So this description in the opening pages is, is very important because it really speaks to what marriage is, is wanting to, to be able to incorporate. Uh, marriage cannot work if someone has a higher priority than the spouse. There must be a thorough yet healthy leaving of one's initial family and that complete and eager cleaving of one's unique spouse. So first and foremost, what does the leave, the moving out, mean to? Well, God's call to leave one's family is more than a physical separation. It is a transfer of ultimate allegiance. Up to this point, you've relied on your first family to provide specific vital components necessary for your life. That's not saying that it succeeded in all you needed, but that's how it should play out. But once you're married, that reliance and expectations got to shift. It's got to change. Uh, it, it has to. The, the leaving aspect of marriage is paramount to the health of your second and permanent family. The first family should have outfitted you for the second, but the transfer has got to occur once you are married. And any lag time of such a transition will create unnecessary necessary relational distance between you and your spouse. So here's the complexity that that scripture does speak to is number one, you have to learn how to honor your parents, even if you are married. Um, Deuteronomy 5.16 says, honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God has given you. This is not just the preschool commandment. This is for all people. So you still can honor your parent, care for them as you go. But that means that as you honor them, one of the best ways you honor is to live for Christ, and that means that you prioritize your spouse. So you can um, leave your parents while still honoring them in a different type of role. And so you've got to demystify your parents. You've got to say, okay, I'm not going to idolize my parents and demonize my spouse's in-laws and think that my family does it this way and your family does it that way. That's a good sign that something is off there, right? It's the first sign of trouble that it's always my family or your side and how this works. But the most important thing you can do is to start to evaluate your parents, to really start to look. And so one of the questions I love to ask couples that are thinking about getting married is that you've got to evaluate from the examples before you regarding what you want to repeat and what you want to reject in your marriage. Evaluate what your parents' marriage or what was missing about the things that you would want to repeat in your marriage or reject. And what you might find is that you actually have disagreeing opinions on what that is and you need to remedy that as you seek to be able to find unity together.
so that's the, the leaving aspect, the moving out, right? Where you start to say, okay, I'm, we're going to continue to honor our parents. We're going to evaluate them, demystify who they are and get down to the brass tacks of who they are and what the legacy they've left. We want to repeat the good things we've seen. We want to reject the painful things or bad examples that have not been there. We want to talk about it as a couple before we get married, and that will be one of the most helpful um, just scenarios that you can run through in your mind. That's the leaving aspect. But let's talk about the cleaving aspect, the holding fast, the moving in. Uh, you're moving out of one family. It's f- followed by moving into a new one, and so it comes together. It means sticking together. It's a type of inseparable bond with a special binding type of commitment, and uh, and so it's different, right? Like So it distinguishes from all other relationships. Uh, Adam and Eve were not described as a pair, a couple, or a team. They were described as one, linked together physically, sexually, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. These two entered into a unique covenant that should be shared with no other person in life. So with that, this uniting has got to happen. And, and to do so, one thing that's got to take place is that you've got to learn how to reprioritize relationships. So what that means is you cannot let anybody else have a veto power in your relationship. You've got to get ahead of all of the relationships. Uh, many engaged and newlywed couples experience unnecessary conflict because families insert themselves into situations that should be reserved for the couple alone. You've got to reprioritize those. And if you don't, uh, if you, you're going to invite outside division to come against your own marriage. Another thing that's very important is that you can learn to achieve authenticity. So the ability to be fully known and fully loved, it provides a safe environment like none other. While we all just crave that type of authenticity, uh, it's supposed to be found in marriage. It's the God-given environment in which we should be able to be wholly exposed to somebody and yet surprisingly accepted. And so this type of authenticity, um, you can create an environment within your home where you can really be you and you can entirely be accepted. Uh, Roadblocks to this type of intimacy in marriages are often distrust or displacement. Distrust is a common reaction when people disappoint us and we're hurt, we're hesitant to open up again. But displacement can rob us because it gives us something to someone else that belongs to our spouse. So if someone knows you better than your partner, you give that person greater emotional access than one intended to share that level of connection with you. And so you've got to make sure to achieve authenticity that you are open and genuine with your spouse at a level uh, that is not compared by anybody else. Um, and one other thing that, uh, that has to ha- take place for that cleaving to take place is building boundaries. You have to be proactive in building boundaries rather than just reactive to everybody else's expectations. You know, if you think about boundaries, well, a border is more about protecting what is inside than attacking what is on the outside. So a good wall fortifies those behind it, but it doesn't function to injure those in front of it. You don't have to create opposition towards other relationships, but you got to learn how to protect the most critical one, and that's protecting your marriage from good relationships and unhealthy positions. And so to do that, you've got every right to schedule a date appointment with your spouse that no one else can veto. Turning your devices on silent is undeniably excusable, so if you need to focus on your marriage, and you don't have to provide a reason for anybody else. If you say no to someone in life, if it pertains saying yes to your spouse, that's completely okay. The process of leaving and cleaving is vital to your marriage's health. Without proper placement of other relationships and a prioritized pursuit of your spouse, 
you will never know a relational wholeness in the way God designed you to experience. You've got to put all of the relationships in the second position if you're going to share God's best with your one. So it's important to leave, but it's also important to cleave, to hold fast. And God's design is for families to set up individuals to experience that opportunity in an unrivaled relationship and marriage. Make sure you do what you can in order to see that design to take life in your relationship that is coming or you have now. I hope to see you on the second mile.